Hello, friends, and welcome to the next episode of Just One More Thing. My name is Norgie. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, tonight's or today's episode, um, I am at Hope Safe House uh, in Racine, and I am joined today by three guests, uh, Samantha Cooper, Terry Sharp, and Sarah Nielsen. Thank you for joining me, ladies. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. Um, so I want to start with... I feel like you forgot the most important guest. Oh, yes, Buddy. <laughs> buddy, the... Uh, the giant, what kind of dog is he? Uh, Great Pyrenees Chow Pit. And he's drooly and he's got his tongue hanging out of his mouth. And so does Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and any three of you can take the lead um, on answering this question or all of you can answer this question. What is Hope Safe House? Um, how long has it been around? Um, tell us how it got started, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, Hope started somewhere in the 80s with our original president, Lynn Nielsen, who's since passed away. Um, And we've kind of jumped in and taken over and helped bring it, you know, keep it going since she passed away. So it's um, helping orphan pets through education. So we do um, injured strays or animals on death row at other facilities um, animals that are have medical issues. A lot of these humane societies don't have the means to take, you know, help take care of them at that point. So that's kind of where we could jump in and um, fill that gap of taking those animals and helping them out. So we do a lot of rescuing down south uh, in, Kentu- or in Kentucky, right? Yeah, down in Kentucky. So they, they have a huge stray population, and they just don't have the spay-neuter programs like we do up here. So mm-hmm. we don't really have a lot of the euthanizing. A lot of people question why we do a lot of rescuing down there. Our humane societies just don't, they don't have the stray population here. So there really isn't a lot of euthanasia in Wisconsin. So that's why we, we reach out and help out those other rescues that are, have no option. They're, they're having to put healthy puppies, kittens, healthy dogs down just out of lack of space so that's kind of where we come in we're completely 100 percent volunteer based nobody gets paid to work here so this is all out of our own time and it's a it's a good group so and you mentioned saving uh, animals that are on death row um (laughs) does that mean that you guys actively seek out you know, calling the humane societies and asking if there's animals that are on, you know, the cusp of being euthanized and then you bring them here? Or does it mean that they call you and say, hey, we have these animals that, you know, if if someone doesn't adopt them, we're going to have to put them down? So we do work with Starfish Rescue and that's based out of Illinois, who kind of organizes with the Kentucky shelters. Mm -hmm. Um, They send us emails every week, 10, 7, 8, 9, 10 emails of highly adaptable dogs that are on the euthanasia list for lack of space and funding. Um, we have shelters. We actually, you know, we get sh- emails from other uh, states as well, Indiana occasionally, Illinois, um, when they get to a point where they need some help to place these highly adaptable animals. So obviously 501c3 nonprofit organization, um, everyone that is here is a volunteer. So if you since you are a 100% volunteer organization and you know anytime I've been here it's always the same people here um, and I wonder how you guys have time for having regular lives and you know families and stuff like that 
if someone wanted to become involved here as a volunteer, what do they have to do? So they can go on our website and we do have our volunteer application on there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot in our office it definitely is a lot of the same people but we do have other people that come in um we have a cat our cat fosters or i'm sorry our cat cleaners come in there's about six or seven of them that rotate days and come in um we've got people that do off-site stuff at petco or um terry's our fundraising coordinator i mean she's here a lot too um, but we have different people that do head different areas um in the organization that aren't always in the office but they can get an application filled out they can let us know what they're interested in we have people that just do transport um sometimes we only have to go to union grove to pick up animals on intake days and sometimes we do have to drive to uh, galena illinois or um some other places in illinois to do pickups so we have people that just strictly do transport because that's what they enjoy doing and so obviously as a volunteer organization and a nonprofit, how is it that you guys are sustaining your ability? Because what you guys do here is great, obviously. Um, it's not free to house animals that you're trying to um, um, find families for, or find foster families for until they are um, find their forever home. So how are you guys sustaining? How are you able to um, put on these, um, uh, these events or um, have these transports done or that kind of thing? And maybe, Terry, since you're the... Um, uh, the fundraising coordinator you can speak to that so we put on a lot of events to raise funds and donations uh, we have an Amazon wish list where people can go online and purchase stuff for the animals food um, pee pads are big with puppies um, other stuff toys even uh, these events you know we host usually don't cost much money um, places hosting them help us out um, we got quite a few that we've done this year and that's basically how we do it. It's all donation and fundraising. And do you solicit donations from, uh, you know, maybe companies like Petco or PetSmart that um, that deal with animals? Are they do they donate to you? Because I, I, you know, I have to imagine that. Um, I mean, as an animal owner, and I'm sure you guys have menageries of animals at your own homes. Um, pets can be expensive, mm-hmm. and so. It's one thing when it's your own pet, but when you've got all of these animals here that you're trying to, um, again, find um, families for, you got to feed them. You got to, you know, if they get sick, you got to take them to the vet. So um, how is it that, um, again, that you guys are able to sustain this? Are people, are there, I know generosity is is a big thing and you hope that people are generous, but um, I guess there has to be a degree of, um, you know, people... um, hopefully showing up to these fundraisers and giving money and and you probably have to have a lot of fundraisers in order to keep this stuff going right and like sam was saying you know there's people too behind the scenes so our hope family is pretty big um we work with local vets uh, like north shore animal hospital Mm -hmm. and they're always able to get our pets in um, help us with anything that we need we do have pet co-events on a regular basis they do donate to us and there's other um animal stores that will call us up and have donations for us. Um, There's some businesses in town that have collection boxes or donation jars uh, for Hope Safe House and all that. It all just comes together. Um, But without that, we can't do what we do. So So I suppose there's a lot of networking between you guys and a lot of other businesses locally that, you know, understand what your mission is and want to help, um, which is a very good thing. But also sometimes it's not enough. 
um, you know, and, and obviously these fundraisers are very, very crucial. The generosity of people is very, very crucial as well. Now, um, most of what I see here anytime I come in is you guys have cats. Um, can you speak to um, sort of the kind of animals that you have here and sort of how long it takes on average to find a home or a foster for um, any of these animals or how someone might want to, if someone wants to foster or perhaps um, adopt one of these animals, what process they'd have to go through in order to do so? So every, we, we are allowed to house a few cats here. We aren't allowed to have dogs, but Hope has always been 100% foster based, especially with our dogs. Um, it just, it ends up being a better situation. You know, if you go to adopt at the Humane Society, it's great. The nice part on our end is just, you have a dog in a home. We get to really know the dog so we can kind of place them better. We know, are they potty trained? Are they great with kids? Are they great with, you know, adults? Things like that. So we really do definitely need foster homes. And in order to do that, it's basically just like adopting from us. It's a foster application which is identical to our adoption application we want to make sure that your pets in your home are up to date on their vaccines they're spayed neutered um, and that you have you know the time to devote to a foster animal it's pretty easy after that we supply everything they need we do all the vetting we even help with getting them to the vet if you're busy and you can't uh, manage that but we send you with food cage really anything you require leashes collars we we make sure you have everything you need to foster and then it just depends on the pet you know puppies may go quicker we like to make sure that they're healthy and and ready to go into their new home <clears throat> we also take cat fosters we have a lot of times in kentucky right now kitten season is full full on right now so they sure. have a lot of moms the pregnant cats nursing cats that's hard for us to have in the office. So people who want to do cats, even if you have a room in your house to devote, cats are super easy to foster as long as you can lock away a space. I foster cats in my house, and I do a large dog crate with one cat. You can put a litter box, a bed, and they can go in there. They come out during the day. It's it's great, especially over the summer with my kids. You know, they get to jump in and help out, and we keep a big foster album. So it's definitely been beneficial and again, we get to know the animals really well, so we can really, you know, find a, a good place. You know, you know what you're getting when you when you adopt through us. So more fosters is the more fosters we have, the more we can we can rescue. So okay, and so um, and just for the people who are listening, you probably heard a phone ring, and I just want to be clear: mm -hmm. um, this place is open. Um, business is still operating and people are still calling and inquiring so that's the kind of business that oh, i keep calling it a business but organization that says doesn't stop animals always need help and people always have questions so um in that vein obviously you guys have hours of operation but is there sort of a degree of if someone needs like has an emergency after hours or they have something that they have to ask a question about is there someone or something that you know i know you guys have a um, a facebook page that's very active is that something that's answered um, around the clock or is it something that you are able to sort of set hours and say, you know, we get to things as soon as we can get to things when we have um, regular operation hours? So all of our fosters have, um, most of our fosters have my contact number <laughs> hmm. as well as a few of our other board members that if there's an emergency, they know to call us. 
Um, we have our uh, foster volunteer page that if there's just a general question that our fosters communicate with each other when they have questions or problems or concerns. Um, if it's a, an adopter or a, another kind of emergency, we recommend people send us an email because we check those from home. The office is open four days a week. We have uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday from around 11 to 4 is generally kind of like the office hours. Again, it kind of varies depending on more on our schedules, but usually those four days from 11 to 4, there's usually somebody here. Um, but as far as after hours emergencies, if it's one of our fosters, they can usually get a hold of one of us pretty easily. Um, we work with WVRC very often, which is emergency clinic. If there's an emergency, they know if somebody comes in to give us a, give us a call, they have my number and they have Kathy's number. Um, so if, if there's an emergency that they just go directly there, they will give us a call as well. Yeah, our fosters are very well supported through our organization. So, And... I imagine, and maybe you can uh, agree with this or disagree with this, based on the kind of things that you encounter and, and, you know, obviously driving down to Kentucky or wherever else you have to drive to because, you know, a couple minutes ago, um, uh, Sarah, you were showing me a picture of a German Shepherd that was in pretty bad shape. Mm -hmm. And so um, go, going out of your way to, to go get an animal, rescue an animal, and... Um, and sort of maybe being appalled by the conditions that the animal is in. Is there a degree of stress or a toll on your mental health that like when you go home, it's like you can't shut it off because you're so concerned about this, these animals that you see in pictures or videos or, or phone calls or whatever. Um, what kind of toll does that take on you um, as just animal lovers in general? <laughs> we drink. No, I'm just kidding. Um, That's fair. It, uh, that one in particular was, I still remember that day. I'm driving this big white Scooby van like we are in the Scooby movie. Like this van should not have been driving at the speed that it was <laughs> to get that dog to the emergency clinic. And Sarah said, if we're not alive when we get there, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and so we slowed that down. But that, that hurts that it's seen an animal like that. Um, luckily we have each other. Yeah. There's a lot of, we, the three of us particularly, um, try to get together on Sundays just to get together, to, to potentially sometimes even talk about what's going on with hope, but just to like vent and just support. be, yeah, support and just be human, human. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that's kind of, I think, how we just kind of vent with each other. Um, we yeah. celebrate the little successes yeah. as well. Yeah. Those are very important. We get some rough-looking dogs in, and it's it's good to get them because we know once they're in our hands, we're going to do everything we absolutely can. The story Sam was talking about was last year, Kentucky, when they had the huge flooding. Yes, and they they lost power. They had no running water. They were, I mean, they were struggling. Dogs were dying. Cats were dying. We did, we, me and Sam jumped in a van and we were like, all right, we're going down there. We hit, you know, we got there at probably 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. And once we got into Kentucky, they had roadblocks up and police and Sam's like, well, what do we do? And I was like, just keep driving. They're not going to stop us. Just go. And we drove past them and 
we had headlamps and rubber boots and we we filled our van with dogs cats puppies i mean puppies that were bottle feeding we lost how many of those puppies did we lose in the end there was the litter of um the litter was 10 and we ended up with only three surviving from that litter yeah they were they were in rough shape i mean they were born in the flooding um and it just wasn't good and then the the shepherd she's she was talking about we i mean we were awake for well, probably 35, 36 hours by the time we went to Kentucky and we, we couldn't stay because they were worried about the levees breaking. So we just hopped in the van and drove straight through to Wisconsin. And when we got back, we quickly realized that this one uh, shepherd in particular was not in good shape. And we rushed it to the vet to normal originally um, in Union Grove with um, rescue outreach. Rescue out- rescue outreach who we work a lot with they gave him fluids we got to north shore she gave him fluids and then we rushed to the emergency clinic and at that point there was there was nothing we could do but i mean we sam was for sure scooby vanning <laughs> it through town to get there we i was rubbing him you know trying to keep him from breathing because we thought he was just going to die in my arms so but i mean that dog was for the little bit we had he was very very well loved so that was a hard one after all, going through all of that and then losing a dog in our arms. And then we lost multiple puppies. But at the end of the day, I mean, we still saved a ton. So, you know, it was, it's, you got to s- celebrate the mm-hmm. success out of it. Sure. And do you guys find yourselves going down to Kentucky a lot for animals or down south a lot for this kind of situation where animals are being, you know, I know that there's, and we'll we'll cer- certainly get into this at some point later, but like, um, there's a lot of mass breeding going on. There's a lot of, um, you know, uh, people who have no business owning animals, um, and I'm sure you encounter that a lot. But is that something where you guys are going down there a lot because of this kind of thing happening? Yeah. So every two weeks, there's transport that goes from Kentucky up here. Um, and it goes to rescues all over the, the Midwest. Um, Starfish Rescue in Illinois kind of is like the, the motherboard <laughs> of it and does a lot of the organization um, organizing of with the other shelters in the area in, in Illinois and Wisconsin, um, getting the dogs out of the shelter in Kentucky. They actually um, have just started a spay-neuter program down there to hopefully help kind of get the help get these numbers under control a lot of the problem happened it i mean it's always been bad down there but when covid hit there's no vets to do spay neuters and the vets are still so far behind because everything got shut down that it's kind of a hamster in a, in a wheel right now to catch up to everything to help get a better control over the overpopulation down there so every two weeks you guys got a transport going Every two weeks. At least. Yep. It could be sooner if, if, if necessary. Yep. Last The last intake was an emergency intake um, because they were being kind of forced to either get them out or they were going to be euthanized. Usually they'll give us a little bit of time to do the every two weeks, but it just got to the point where the volunteers and the, the little bit of staff they have, they couldn't keep up with the numbers there. And so... Um, we got them out earlier, and this week's another transport where uh, Hope is not going to be taking anything this week. We we have dogs and cats we need to re- get placed here, and tons and tons of medical bills that we need to make sure we're taken care of as well. 
Do you partner with any specific vets in the area or just whoever is willing to? So a lot of, we use North Shore Animal Hospital Mm -hmm. and Magnolia Springs are the two vets that we primarily work with. Um, And we're hopefully going to be starting to work with Racing Vet as well. We're just kind of waiting to work some stuff out with them. But uh, Hope has worked with North Shore Animal Hospital for the last 30 years. (laughs) And we just started working with Magnolia about five years ago. Mm -hmm. And Lynn was still around when we started a little bit, I think. think So so. um, those are the two vets that we primarily use. Besides, if there's an emergency, we'll go to WVRC. Um, And obviously... uh, the care for an animal, medical care for an animal can be very, very expensive. And so, um, Terry, um, when it comes to the fundraising aspect, obviously, you know, money's always an issue. And I'm sure that that keeps you up nights thinking about like, do we have enough money? Can we get enough money? Will we raise enough money? But is there government funding or grants for an organization like this that you can apply for or write for that would help to fund some of this stuff? Or is that something that they're like, this is what it is and you guys have to do this all on your own well we try to apply to any grants that we're able to um there's certain times of the year you can apply to certain grants um but there's a lot of nonprofits applying for these too so you're not guaranteed to get it um, we did just get a grant from visit racing it's a local grant that helped us um, provide like the marketing and all that we needed for the last three big fundraisers that we had. Um, So anytime we see them, we apply for them. We also do a lot of sponsorships. Uh, We had our volleyball tournament this year um, against Rescue Outreach, which hopefully we will be bringing back next year. But we were able to get a good amount of sponsors for that event. Um, We have upcoming events, too, that we're looking for sponsorships for. And that really does help us. And also, you know, we promote, if you're going to sponsor us for events, you get your business, you know, on Facebook, you get it on our website, our Critter newsletter. Um, So it's, it helps a lot when you sponsor to promote your business too. Um, As many uh, fundraisers and and, uh, events that you guys host, if someone wanted to donate outside of the parameters or timelines of those things, how would someone donate um, if they just want to say, hey, I've got 100 bucks that I want to give to Hope Safe House, what do they do? Well, we have um, many ways that you can donate. So you could um, mail checks to the office located at 1234 Lathrop Avenue in Racine. Uh, we also have a Venmo and PayPal. You can find um, both the links to that on our website, hopesafehouse.org. You can even go directly to North Shore Animal Hospital, even maybe, you know, some people who are already clients there. You can go there and put money directly on our vet bills. We always we always have bills sitting there, so there's a lot of people that can go there. A lot of people do go there, and they'll put money towards towards our, our veterinary care. Right now at Maliki's, all uh, for the whole month of August, and Ralph's been great for supporting Hope. Um, you can round up this whole month at Maliki's Piggly Wiggly, so, you know, go shop there and you can round up to help Hope as well. Uh, you said people can write checks. I'm assuming mm-hmm. they can, they make it out to Hope Safe House. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously they could just stop money. by and, yep. hey, here's some money. Um, they'll take whatever, I suppose. Absolutely. Um, and we're sitting sort of in the back, call it office area of, of the um, Hope Safe House. And as I look around, I see... Um, office supplies, I see pet food, I see toys, I see beds. What kind of those 
um, what kind of those things are you looking for as far as like um, tangible donations, as far as um, food or treats or anything like that? Do you accept those as well? Yeah, we absolutely do accept those things as well. Um, if you want to drop stuff off, we always can use food and toys, cat food, dog toys, um, wet food for both cats and dogs. Um, sometimes the office hours are a little bit hard for people, so we do have drop-off locations. Um, you can always drop off donations at the Wolf, which is in, in Sturdivant on Durand, or at uh, Katie's Canine Clubhouse on Douglas. So we've got a place on both sides of the town where you can just, during their business hours, drop donations off. Um, we can use blankets and plastic and wire crates, X-pens. Uh, as far as office stuff goes, we can always use copy paper and pens and um, stamps. Stamps. We can use stamps. <laughs> we go through a lot of stamps here. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose you guys do a lot of mailing, so that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about is, um, and I sort of touched upon it before, um, there's lots of people out there who um, decide that they want to be animal owners, um, whether it's dogs or cats. And, and sometimes the, um, this is probably not the, the right phrase, but I'll use it anyway for lack of a better one. Their eyes are bigger than their stomach, right? And so they, um, they end up getting an animal because, you know, they saw one on TV or they think that this kind of animal is, is, is good for this kind of thing. And then you start to see abuse or, or neglect. So I guess, I don't know how to phrase this question except to say, what are some of the, I guess, misconceptions with pet ownership, whether it be dogs or cats, and maybe some of the um, things that people shouldn't do um, or things that they should consider before they, they take the plunge of animal ownership? So part of what we do is we don't do same-day adoptions. Um, what we do is we have an application process that they have to first go through. We do background checks they if they rent we do landlord checks and all of that vet checks and everything like that and then the entire family has to come and meet the pet mom dad grandma kid whoever lives in the house dogs need to come and meet the pet and then 24 hours after that is when they would call us and say you know what we decided we've talked about it we want this so do we have people that still are overzealous and go i want this and then change their mind and they return them yes but because we don't do the same day and we do take a little bit longer to kind of make sure that it's the right home for this animal. Um, now if we find out that somebody is abusing one of our animals, it's in our contract that, that they come back to us. Um, it, and it happens. People are, some people are really good at hiding who they truly are sure. and there's only so much that we can do. Um, but we do take animals back if there are issues that we feel like they're not taking care of them they're not feeding them they're physically abusing them we do take things back and we also have a, a, a return policy so if something's just not working out or you know in, in buddy's case buddy is a hope rescue and his owner passed away he came back to us we don't ask questions either if you call us and say you know what it's just not working out we want our animals back absolutely let's figure out a date bring it we don't we and don't make it doesn't matter if it's 24 hours after they adopt or 14 years later hope will always take their animals back how long was buddy um 
once Buddy was adopted out, how long was he with the owner before he ended up coming back? So <laughs> it was kind of a, a weird situation. So uh, Jay's not going to be mad if I tell his story. No. So <laughs> um, Jay has been a, an avid uh, supporter of Hope for forever. Since it started. And he had been going through cancer, lost his other dog, had been bugged, Sam, I need another dog. Sam, I need a dog. I'm like, Jay, but you're going through treatment for cancer. Like, that's just, <laughs> get that taken care of. And he's like, no, I need a dog. I need, I need this. It's fine, Jay. So I'm looking through the emails and I saw this guy and I sent it to Jay and I said, what about this one? It's a 46 pound golden retriever. Like, eh, it'll be fine. And Jay goes, yeah, all right. Um, and unfortunately, after about a year, Jay, has, Jay just passed away not that long ago. Um, and with Buddy, Jay's like, but Sam, if something happens to me, what's going to happen to my dog? I'll take him. Don't worry about it, Jay. So now I have an 11-year-old Great Pyrenees mix that <laughs> spits all over my house with my other dogs. <laughs> um, but this dog is the only reason that Jay stayed alive for as long as he did. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you guys told me when I got here, oh, that's Buddy, and Buddy, Buddy's afraid of people. He, yeah. he won't, he's not aggressive, but he'll just, he'll sort of walk away. <laughs> and then just before we started recording, he came up to me like, hey, okay, you can pet me now. Yeah. Um, it just seems like he's relaxed and home, so that's, that's really cool. Um, obviously, um, it's hard when you go to... Um, when you come to a place like this and you see all the cats or animals and you're like, oh, I want, I want all the animals. Um, do you guys ever get attached to the ones that come here? And, and you know, is it one of those things where, like, um, you know, you bring something in and you're like, no, nah, I'm going to bring this home now. I cry every time. Every single adoption, I cry. Really? Yep. Her <laughs> fosters. Your fosters, not yeah. like regular. Yeah, no. Yeah. The ones <laughs> that are in 300 of them. <laughs> yep. Every, every time, though. But we get that question a lot from people that are adopting, like, how can you do this? I could never do it. Mm -hmm. It's so hard. But if you don't do it, you can't save more. So you kind of have to have that mindset where you know that it's happy tears. Sure. You know? Yeah, you're the, the, the chick is yeah. flying the nest. Yeah. 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 Um, I want to ask you all about the kind of animals that you have at home um, and dogs, cats, whatever, because... Again, I imagine that you probably have a large collection of animals at home and, and that kind of thing. I'm like the one that doesn't, but I have three children. So I have, oh, well. just, I have one dog, but then we, I fostered many dogs before I had kids. And now, now we primarily foster cats because my kids love cats and I'm allergic. So it's like our, you know, our agreed upon, we foster them. And it was hard for the first couple cats for my kids. They were pretty sad. Now, like... They don't even blink an eye when my when our cats get adopted. They miss them. We talk about them. We have a whole album, but now now that they've done it a few times, they understand know. what the process is. Yeah, and, and they get excited for the new the new cat that's coming into our house. So, what kind of dog do you have? I have a yellow lab mix named Hi. Buck. So he love he's he was traumatized with one cat, but now he's <laughs> now he's cool with cats again. So we had one that wanted to eat him. So <laughs> he now he just accepts this role. So what about you, Samantha? 
gosh, this is a hard one. How much time? <laughs> <laughs> Roll the sheet out. I, I've um, seen some videos on Facebook. It's my kids a, always ask, how many how many dogs does Auntie Sam have? She's a collector. Yes, <laughs> not a hoarder, a collector. So, my house is the the house of broken toys. Um, I have. God, I'm gonna get in trouble for this. Um, we can edit this out later. That's okay. Um, I have. I have, oh gosh, I have three hospice fosters in my house right now. Um, Buddy's one of them. Um, and then I have a Bashan and a Poodle Mix that are seniors that are hospice. Um, Ray was supposed to be a six-month hospice. We're on, it's August now, so we're on year four. This six-month, gonna last six months now is four years later and still going strong, peeing all over. Um, and then I have a Pity and a Yellow Lab Mix. And then I'm currently fostering a uh, mama cat and her five kittens. So I have a uh, one of our uh, fosters, her son built me a cat condo for my living room. Aww. So now I have a cat condo in my living room with a mom and five kittens that I'm fostering. Terry? Um, so I have two senior miniature dachshunds that I've had before I started fostering. And then I foster failed on two Great Pyrenees mixes. Um, Max came to me with a crushed skull at eight weeks old, eight pounds. Wow. Um, he kind of, he just stole our heart. We couldn't get rid of him. He's now two years old and 85 pounds. Um, and then Penny, she came to us very skinny. They told us she was 10 weeks old. She was actually six months old. That's how tiny she was wow. for her age. And then uh, we are fostering Elroy. So if you go on to... Hope's Facebook page, he kind of stole the last intake because he was nothing but bones. I mean, and just the progress now after two weeks, he is just beautiful, and he's hopefully going to be adopted soon. And then um, Ava is one of my stepdaughters. She has two kittens that we rescued from the euthanasia list um, two weeks ago mm -hmm. that she's taking care of. So we have a full house, too. <laughs> yeah, see, so if you have teenage kids, just, you know, you can foster cats. Just put them in their room, shut yeah. the door. It's fine. She does a great job. It's a good summer little and, project. And actually, one of our um, donators and adopters, I had posted that I needed a cat condo, and then they got the cat condo that was for my house, and then I got the built-in one. So now she has a really nice, looks like, really nice, like, two-level three-level cat condo in her bedroom that's really fancy so it's like a kitty skyscraper yeah <laughs> yeah thank you to Catherine for that yeah yeah definitely um i just um i had a cat that passed away and i came here um i want to say it was two years ago now to donate the stuff from the cat that passed away thor um and she was a senior cat and i was you know i didn't want the stuff to be thrown away and then when i walked in and had all the stuff uh, Kathy, who was working at the front desk, was like, hey, we got these two cats that just came in. They're brothers. Um, the owner passed away, and um, they, they need a, a, a new home, and, you know, they're a package deal. We're not going to separate them. you got to take them together. And I was like, okay, I'll take them. Um, <laughs> and, uh, no, they're, they're great cats. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's nice to see that... Um, the success stories because I you know I, I follow you guys on Facebook and I encourage everyone to follow Hope Safe House on Facebook because there's a lot of great stuff um, that's posted on there but um, it's it's great to see the success stories the videos the pictures of people adopting um, cats and stuff like that and um, 
you know, it really is true um, in my experience as well. Um, the support is always there. If you have questions, whatever, it's very open here. You can come in, you can call, you can send a Facebook message, whatever the case may be. You will not be left sort of in the lurch. Um, I want to talk more about the fundraisers that you do, the ones that are coming up, the ones that um, maybe you, I know you guys just had one this past weekend, um, uh, a meet and greet, um, which I unfortunately was not able to attend. But um, can we um, can we talk about some of those things? Sure. So this Saturday we have Lemonade for Pups. It's going to be at the Midwest Market. Um, the cafeteria has a store that's kind of inside and out. So we'll be on the patio area there. Um, you can come meet some adoptables, learn a little bit about Hope Safe House. Um, enjoy the market that's there. They have a lot of great stores inside. Um, then we have a quite a full um, calendar for September. So on the 9th, from 2 to 9, we will be at One of Us Brewing Company. Um, we'll be there. Um, Pints for Pups is what we're calling it. They're donating a portion of the proceeds uh, to, back to us. We also are going to have two back-to-back -back big events in like the Milwaukee area. So on the 23rd, we were invited to go to the Fromm Pet Fest. That's located at the Henry Mayer Festival Park. It's going to be pretty interesting because we are going to get some proceeds from the beer garden. So you can see our tent there. Uh, we're going to have some of our volunteers volunteering there. It's a, a pretty big event. And then the next day on the 24th, we'll be at the West Dallas Farmer's Market for a Pawtoberfest. <laughs> uh, it's another, I know these names are so catchy. I, I know. They're, they're so, <laughs> <laughs> so that is um, done by the Rotary Club After Hours um, Club of West Dallas. Um, also, Route 20, they are a huge supporter of Hope for many, many years. Uh, Ray and Jenna there do a lot for us. So we'll be there on September 30th on our annual Pups on the Patio. Um, so you can stop out, enjoy some food, meet some um, pups. All those are free events. So, you know, if you can make it, you don't have to pay anything to come in. Uh, we usually do an online auction as well um, in the beginning of the year, but this year we decided, since we have so much going on this summer, we're going to do it um, October 1st through the 9th. It'll be an online silent auction. So we are still looking for large, uh, like larger items to raffle off um, in the auction. So if you're interested in donating any items to us, um, you can contact the office and let us know. This year, too, we're doing a calendar contest. We're calling it Paparazzi Photo. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> calendar contest. So stay tuned for that. That's going to start September 1st. Um, we're kind of putting together a calendar. Um, people can submit their photos. We can have businesses submit ads. Um, just watch our page for that to come. Don't those tell them about the um, spaghetti. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. I knew I was forgetting one. Thank you. So this um, August 19th at the Racing Moose Lodge, we're doing a spaghetti and no balls fundraising <laughs> dinner. So we want <laughs> along with every adoption, we pay for the spay and neutering of the pet. So this is a way that we can raise funds to help for that. Uh, spay and neuters cost anywhere from 400 to $900, and our adoption fees for puppies and dogs are 250 Cats are 75 or two for 100 So you really 
you're getting your money, you know, you're saving a lot of money just by adopting. I, I'm sorry, I, I have to interrupt here because um, I, I just want to reiterate. A spay and or neuter is anywhere between 400 and $900. Yep. And the adoption fee for a dog is 250 and a cat is 75 So for those of you out there who are thinking about adopting um, and you might think, well, it's expensive, um, you're not paying nearly as much for um, an animal to adopt, um, especially because going into um, getting an animal um, fixed and chipped or whatever the case may be, um, you're not incurring that cost. Um, and I know that there might be some people out there who um, think that $250 is way too much. Um, and um, I, um, I challenge you to, to say that that's true. But anyway, I'm sorry. I apologize. I got off on a tangent. There. No worries. We're glad. <laughs> we, you know, this is a great way for us to raise that funds. Because um, like they said earlier, the medical bills really get big. So, so August 19th from 4 to 7 at the Racine Moose Lodge, we're going to have uh, spaghetti meatballs. We'll have bread and salad. We'll have dessert, we'll have music, we'll have adoptables. Um, the bar's going to be the open. The bar will so be open. Hang out. Yep. yep, listen to some music and, and support a good cause at the same time. Something else to know, too, I think that is important is we we love the people who adopt from us and we want them to come back. And if you do adopt um, someone, you know, if you're a previous adopter, we encourage you to come back and adopt again and um, at that point we waive the adoption fee so once you're at a, an adopter like we encourage you to readopt from us yeah so if you'd adopt a cat from us your next cat adoption fee would be waived so let me get this straight <laughs> yes you can be a hoarder now it's already <laughs> incredibly inexpensive just to adopt the animal less than the cost of getting the animal spayed or neutered but then if you come back and adopt another animal, you waive that fee entirely. Yeah. That's insane to me. Yep. It's how we keep a lot of amazing adopters and we keep that them, that family together and keep you, you know, within our organization, which we, we appreciate having good, knowing we have good return adopters, fosters. It's just a good way to, to keep you, you know, following along with us. And so... Um, if people want to donate some larger items for the raffles and that kind of thing, um, what do they need to do? Do they call? Do they email? Well, the best way would probably be to reach me um, via email at hopesafehousefundraising at gmail.com. Um, I do all, that's, that's a good way, even if you are looking to sponsor any of the upcoming events we listed, um, anything like that, you can reach out to that email, and I answer that from home too, so pretty good turnaround um i think and i'm not um obviously there's lots of fundraisers and stuff coming up um which um again follow them on facebook do you guys have other social media do you have uh instagram or twitter or anything like that it's just all facebook it's yeah it's just all facebook which is again very very active yeah. um there's updates on there all the time and i know that you know we live in a day and age where people say well facebook is for uh older people which i disagree with it's it's kind of the default for everyone um, we are over ten thousand followers now wow mm -hmm. 
so it's I mean, really certainly exciting. if anyone wants to come in and like set something up and manage it, we're we're not against it. It's just a matter of what we have time for. So sure. I would love to see Hope have like a regular TikTok channel, like having a you know having a dedicated Hope Safe House TikTok. If you know someone enjoys making fun little videos of like our adoptables, Which, by our the way, we do need. Um, so we have a husky who's been in foster for about two years. He's pretty great. He's a husky. Like, that's just who he is. Um, but I really would like to do a TikTok with him with a 90s, um, <laughs> like, dating. Like a video, like video. a dating ad? Dating yeah, ad? a dating ad. Like, <laughs> mullet, Hawaiian t-shirt. I like long walks on the beach kind of thing. So, like, I can do TikTok, but I cannot do what I would like to with him. So, by all any means, if there's somebody that's willing to help me with this... I think that that will get him a home Yeah, doing the 90s video ad. So just for, like, all of our fosters, you know, like, if we had somebody who was really into videography who wants to, you know, dedicate, you know, one one or two days a month where we can meet you and bring some of our adoptables, especially some of the harder ones, I think that would be pretty cool to see get set up. So calling all content creators, if you're yeah. out there listening uh, and you have a, a knack for that kind of stuff, Come make a uh, 90s dating service ad for, um, what was his name? Ollie. Ollie. Ollie the Husky. Yes. <laughs> Two years fostering. Two yeah. years. With the same family? We have some yeah. amazing fosters. <laughs> yeah, with the same family. He was adopted out, and then he was returned. Um, you know, Huskies are Huskies are, are special. Sure. It takes, it takes um, a special owner to understand that they talk a lot. They do what they want. A fence is... N- not an obstacle for him um but he also is well behaved in the fact that he likes to snuggle and he gets along well with other dogs um he goes to daycare he, too, right? mm, sometimes okay daycares too he doesn't love daycare okay. it's too overstimulating for him um he gets in trouble at daycare because he just can't control himself um but he so we adopted him out and within a couple of months he went back to the foster home um, and they really want to continue to foster for them, but two is is where their max is. So if we can find him a home, we can get them another easy dog um, to foster. Yeah, huskies are very um, active. Very bird. active. I just bumped the table. I'm sorry. Um, so before we wrap up here, um, and again, thank you for joining me and having this conversation. I've been... Um, looking forward to this day for a long time and we haven't been able to get it done um and i will say that um you guys are welcome to be on this podcast just as often as you like um and uh let people know everything that's going on and and this is a great organization and you guys do great things and and um i try to support in any way that i can um whenever i can so um, for those of you out there who are wondering what you can do, you can donate by going on the website. There's Venmo, there's PayPal, there's, um, you know, drop-off um, supplies, food, um, office supplies, beds, uh, pee pads, whatever the case may be. If you have questions about how you can help out, you can reach out on uh, Facebook. You can call Hope Safe House. It's 262-634-4571. They've got an email address, hopesafehouse at gmail.com. You can visit the website, hopesafehouse.org. Um, before we go, um, is there anything that you'd like to say out to the people out there as far as, like, you know, when it comes to adopting or wanting to get an animal? Please don't. 
blank or please do blank just as a as a sort of um, um, public service announcement I mean we don't encourage anybody to shop at pet stores you know buying a dog from a pet store you're, you're buying a backyard breeder any reputable breeder is not selling their dogs to a pet store so be cautious of that you're going to pay a lot of money and you're, you're going to risk having some serious medical issues and, and supporting backyard breeders so we encourage you to obviously check your local animal shelter there's a really good um website that you can go in um why am i drawing a blank what's our pet finder petfinder.com mm-hmm. um, you can go in there you can literally type in i want a dog i want it to be a male this is the size you can even type in a breed and look f- it, it most shelters in the area use that we put all of our dogs on there so you can literally go in and look for everything you want in a dog you can even break it down to i want it to be housebroken i mean everything it needs to like kids i have kids i have cats at home and you can filter out and find your perfect match so we highly encourage obviously rescuing even if it's not with us just anywhere within this area now you said that pet stores um i I can't remember the term for people who you know uh breed puppy mills yes thank you Mm -hmm. there's no oversight for that kind of thing with those places or do they just if you got the money they're gonna sell it to you no kidding. No, I think he means oversight on puppy mills or yeah, on the like, pet stores. Yeah, they there's no oversight for, you know, there's, them. There's inspections, but, you know, they get shut down here and there, but there's always, they pop up somewhere else. So it's, they're still. They only get inspected in what they see. Mm-hmm. I remember, um, and I don't want to say the name, uh, but it's a flea market um, mm-hmm. in the area. And I remember going there as a kid a lot, and you would always see what looked like um, puppy mill dogs there. And that's where those guys came from. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's nuts. Um, and I don't. I mean, I haven't been there in a long time, and I don't know if it still goes on. And I hope it, that it doesn't. It does. I was there last year, and I actually put a big thing on Facebook and made some complaints. And I know a lot of people were upset about that, but the things I saw with the animals in cages there was was terrible yeah it's sad i mean it was terrible i remember and again i was a kid and i just some of that stuff is etched in my into my brain yeah. but i can't imagine what I, some I of those animals crying. go through yeah yeah and you can pay thousands of dollars just to buy this dog and then you're probably you're still having to get it mm-hmm. updated on shots and get it fixed and and they it always, just doesn't make sense they always say they come with papers but they can't find them yeah <laughs> Right, but, you know, you could pay thousands of dollars and, and get an animal. Um, or you can overpay by adopting an animal from Hope Safe House for $250 or $75, you know, because that's way too much money. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, is there anything else? Um, I wanted to bring up that even, you know, you may not be able to make it to our fundraiser, but maybe you have an idea. And, Norgie, you can speak on this because I know you kind of ran a fundraiser for us so um, if you could talk about that, but just, you know, once you talk about that, then I think that might give other people ideas. There are ways, you know, for we've had kids 
decide they want to have their birthday party and they don't want presents. We've had kids come in and bring money. They've asked for donations for their birthday. So there's lots of opportunity where you can yourself can set up your own fundraiser. And I encourage doing mm-hmm. doing that. Well, and I know that one way, um, and I don't even know if this is something that you guys even um, talk about, is um, I know Amazon has um, a sort of a sub-website called Am- Amazon Smile. They don't do it anymore. They, stopped it. they, they don't? Stopped it. Oh, yeah. that's crazy. We did. We were on that, though. That's crazy because I would always go on there mm-hmm. and I would list and you guys. And it would tell you. Yeah. How, yeah they um, stopped it. That's a shame. That is a shame. Um, so uh, what you're referring to, um, what was this, two years ago? I think it's two. I, I can't remember. Um, I I don't even remember how um, I sort of encountered Hope Safe House um, originally, but, um, you know, I decided that I wanted to help somehow, and I didn't know the best way to help, but I wanted to help. And so the thing that I thought of doing was um, something that I had done previously for um, another organization called um, Belief Survivors, where I walked from um, the city of Racine, my house in Racine, to Burlington. And um, on paper, it's a great idea. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It really is. Um, And the first time I did it, um, it didn't go well. Um, well, it, it went fine, except that um, I didn't prepare as well as I should have. And so when I did it for Hope Safe House, I took much better precautions and stuff. And so what I did was, um, you know, I, I, I partnered with Hope Safe House and I, I you know, we talked, uh, we put lots of things on Facebook and we set up a, um, a special um, link on the website so people could donate directly. I, um, I gave out my cash app and Venmo information and told people, you know, donate what you can donate a dollar for every mile because it's a 25 mile walk i said donate a dollar for every mile that i walk um you know that's what i did i said i'm i'm gonna make this walk but i'm gonna pledge to donate the one dollar every for every mile and i don't remember how much we 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 raised um but i do know that um uh the wolf um matched Mm -hmm. um whatever was donated so um i want to say because it just came back it just showed up on my memories i want to say it was around total was like 30 over 3500 i think that's what i was thinking it was between three and four thousand i thought yeah um and and i can't remember because it's just um i can't remember what i had for breakfast to be honest with you (laughs) um but um and and you know you don't that's that's one example and maybe it's a little bit extreme um you know i i don't necessarily encourage people to walk down Durand Avenue from Racine to Burlington. Um, if you want to, sure. Um, I, I would encourage you to prepare and, and be safe and, and, and do it, um, do it as, as, uh, safe as you possibly can. But that's just one example of, of things that you can do. You were mentioning before people having birthday parties. I don't want presents, make a donation to hope safe house. Mm -hmm. That's just one way. Um, if you have a business and maybe it's not animal oriented, Put a um, put a bin in your lobby, mm-hmm. and say donations for Hope Safe House. Um, you know, if uh, if you you know cut grass or or just have um, that kind of stuff, or you have a garage sale, whatever the case may be, and you want to donate the money, donate it to Hope Safe House. Again, those are just that's just one example, and 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 I was happy to do it, and it was um, I I was delighted by the generosity of people um who 
who just said, you know what, this is this is great, and I want to help. And there's lots of people who who opened their wallets and and said, you know, this is something I I believe in and and want to do. The amount of people who literally drove down Durand Avenue um, or Highway 11, whatever you want to call it, and um, and stopped and said, hey. Um, I read about what you're doing and I wanted to say thank you and, you know, I'm going to donate and that kind of thing. And that was really, really cool. And I've wanted to do it since then, but, um, um, you know, I'm old and busted. Uh, <laughs> but, um, again, that's that's one example of a way that you can help. And it's not the example that you have to follow, but it's an example you can follow. And if you're looking for ways um, to help and, and, and do that kind of stuff, contact them here at Hope Safe House. Um, I'm sure that they'd be willing to have whatever conversation that that, that um, you want to have. And I think that's how it started. I was having a conversation with you, Samantha, and, and that's sort of how it all came about. I said, you know what? I um, now, now I do remember um, another friend of mine who works at the Wolf. After I had done the walk for, um, for belief survivors, I said, I need another organization that um, maybe in a local animal shelter. And she said, hey, I, I, um, I work with Hope Safe House, and that's a great organization. And that sort of rolled into everything. Um, and it was only a few weeks between the inception and when it actually happened. So it, w it was pretty fast. Um, but again, it, it, was, um, it was worth every, uh, every uh, mile or, you know, bump and bruise or whatever you want to call it but um uh it was again that's one example um lots of different ways that yeah. you can help get your get your girls at work you know we've had people where we have fundraisers coming up grab your grab your work group and sponsor a basket you know figure out okay we're gonna make a pasta basket everyone bring an item you know it's a fun way to to donate we've had schools donate the kids put together baskets at school and bring in supplies i know my niece's um scout troop made blankets for the dogs so there's lots of ways especially if there's you know kids that need volunteer hours we we like to go to schools we'll bring dogs out you know talk about hope so we're very open to we really want to involve the community and help support other places as well as far as community um involvement because i know um you know, you mentioned before Route 20 Outhouse, a big, big, big um, a supporter of Hope Safe House. Um, and the um, the pups on the patio, I was there last year. It was a lot of fun. It was great um, to see everybody out there. But um, for, like, the places that, um, you know, you know, you guys have a day where they donate a percentage of the proceeds, are there – are you always looking for restaurants and, and places like that to do that? And can – is it something that they can reach out to you if, if – um, they want to do something like that? Yes, again, you can, um, best way is the email, hopesafehousefundraising at gmail.com. That way I can um, directly communicate with you. There's no middleman middle there. I know we have an event coming up, like Texas Roadhouse, 15% of uh, dine-in will get back to Hope Safe House. So we're always looking for those. What day is that? Um, I love Texas Roadhouse. I believe it's in October. But we do, you know, Culver's, Qdoba. We've done different nights there. Marco's, Marco's Pizza's been. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we always love going to the local, the local businesses yes. and doing stuff with, with, the locals, yeah. <laughs> like our community. And um, Terry and I go to Evergreen, 
every, the last two years and did an assembly with all of the kids and brought a dog and it was complete chaos for me. Um, but they loved it. But they loved it and they raised money for us. They also collected donations and it was it was a lot of fun. It was stressful for me because I don't have kids and being in a elementary school with kindergartners through first grade or fifth grade or no I don't even know first it goes third. all the way through eighth well it was chaos it yeah. was chaos but you know what it's it we did it better this year than last yeah. year so it was we're learning it, and it was controlled chaos yeah it, but yeah. um there's nothing more fun though than uh, we brought a couple of puppies and it one of my fosters who actually got adopted by the vice principal um I love that and we let them run around and the kids got into two groups and into a square. And we just let the puppies run around and say hi to all the kids. And they, they were, for puppies that were only like, I don't know, eight weeks old, they did amazing. There's kids screaming and pounding on the floor. And the puppies are just like running from everybody. And <laughs> But you know what? They talked about it for days after. Yeah. I mean, they and, look forward to it each and year. we did, um, because they're kids, they don't really you know, us to come in and sit down and talk to them like we're doing, they don't want to listen to us. So Terry and I came up with a fun, like, question and answer game, and um, it was fun. We like doing stuff like that. Yeah. Um, taking it back to um, the story from before where you guys got into a, um, a white van and drove down <laughs> to Kentucky, that, is that van not in good, good condition? So the, <laughs> the van that we drove to Kentucky... Yeah was in was in good condition our okay if heather listens to this we please apologize. know that i love you guys rescue outreach has a van that they are graciously will drive to illinois pick up their dogs our dogs and drive them up to wisconsin so we don't have to drive well we use their van to get from illinois to union grove and it's kind of like a creeper ice cream van <laughs> there's no windows in the back it's <laughs> There was a crack in the windshield, and you can feel every bump, and we're driving from Union Grove to the north side of Racine, and I took the back roads because I was I knew how I was going to we drive. We were not driving the speed limit. Yeah, and it was it looked like if you could have put Sarah and I in a cartoon, it would have been Scooby and Shaggy, and <laughs> they've just bounced off of the chair. The mystery machine. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's we appreciate the use of the van, and it, it, it does the job. Um it's like so, a free puppies. Like we yeah. could put a sign up. Yeah. Legit free puppies. And, you know. <laughs> so. And it wouldn't look suspicious at all Not on a windowless all. white van. Yeah. Free, free puppies and candy. Yeah. Seems exactly. legit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just, uh, the reason I ask is because I thought, you know, with all these um, local businesses and the five million car dealerships in this mm -hmm. city, um, maybe any of them listening to this podcast right now would be willing to donate a better vehicle that Hope Safe House could use yeah, in the we, future. We don't have a transport van and we just kind of started toying with that idea and talking within the last few weeks actually mm -hmm. like maybe we should have our own van because we could use it. Absolutely. And, and then once that van is hopefully donated there's a maybe there's a place around here that can wrap that van in Hope Safe House um, logos and puppies and stuff <laughs> like that. Yes, yes. that'd be awesome. We do have Will at the sign shop. He does a lot, a lot yeah, for us. Yeah. He's very good to us in that, in that sense. So, yeah. um, well, um, 
I guess we'll wrap it up here again. Um, thank you to uh, Samantha, Terry, and Sarah for joining me today, um, talking about Hope Safe House and everything that they do. Again, hopesafehouse.org. Um, you can send an email, hopesafehouse at gmail.com. Uh, Hope Safe House is at 1234 Lathrop Avenue here in Racine. Um, follow them on Facebook. Um, if you're interested in, um, if you're a, a, a creative content creator, your uh, videography, um, uh, they're looking for, uh, <laughs> what was the, uh, the nineties, the nineties, um, dating service video for Ollie the Husky. Um, but yeah, TikTok. we, TikTok is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, especially for people like me who have, uh, ADHD, you know, we, we, you know, it's 10, 20, 30 seconds and it's just boom, um, instant gratification. So for those of you who have, um, low attention spans. And we do have a hashtag on, on TikTok. Mm -hmm. We do have a hashtag hope safe house. Um, because I do like, they're not great. I'm not going viral by any means, but I do do some, I dabble a little bit in it. So we do have a hashtag. If you ever do a hashtag search, you'll see some of our adoptables on there. Um, so yes, uh, again, thank you. Um, and as I said before, um, Hope Safe House is welcome to uh, be on this podcast whenever um, they thank would you. like. Um, please donate um, money, uh, goods, pet food, pet supplies, um, go to, uh, what was the, the vet? North Shore Animal Hospital? Yes, thank or, you. Or Magnolia Springs as well. Um, and drop some money on the books so um, they can pay down some of those vet bills, which, again, those have to get paid. Um, the care for animals is not free. Um, lots of great um, events coming up, which um, I will also uh, share on um uh, Facebook and whatever social media I can uh, to let people know. But yes, follow follow Hope Safe House on Facebook. They are very very active in their that social media aspect, and they post their events all the time. Um, there's that's just a great way to be up to date on everything that they do is to follow them on Facebook. So um, just be on the lookout for um, lots of the great things that are coming up soon. And the next thing is the um, the lemonade one, right? Yeah. Um, and right now also the. Maliki's Piggly Wiggly on Highway 20. You can round up or donate there. And is that like a um, perpetual thing, or is it just for a certain amount just of time? Just the month of August. So um, Maliki's Piggly Wiggly, um, month of August, round up, and that goes to Hope Safe House. Mm -hmm. Where is that Piggly Wiggly? On Highway 20, Green Bay Road. And Over by, behind Chick-fil-A. Yep. Oh, okay. That's right up the road. Mm -hmm. Yep. Ralph does a lot for Hope Safe House. So if you shop at, uh, at that... Uh, at that pig on on washington behind the chick-fil-a um round up and help hope safe house yeah check out their store he's a huge supporter locally so he's got mm -hmm. a lot of like local goods you can buy there too so um my thanks again to samantha terry and sarah for joining me um this will be up very very shortly so um for those of you listening um if you have any questions or uh, concerns or um, just generally um, want to reach out about Hope Safe House um, and maybe you don't know because I haven't said it enough during this conversation or they haven't um, how to get a hold of anyone you can reach out to me and I will point you in the right direction too so um, thanks for listening and good night